Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time, the Surrey FA podcast powered by Capital Content. Today we're joined by someone a little bit different from our previous guests, though he's become a household name in football. The YouTube channel he set up in 2012 now has over 1.2 million subscribers and a staggering 880 million views and is the largest football fan network in the world. He's never one to shy away from sharing his views on his beloved club, Arsenal. Our guest for today's episode is Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV. Thanks for joining us, Robbie. No, no worries. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to have you. Um, some pretty eye-watering figures there, um, and we'll, we'll maybe come on to that in a, in a little while. But in terms of sort of where you, where you got started, what were the secrets to the, that early success? It can't, it can't have been luck. <laughs> it was. Um, I feel. I feel it was consistency. Um, you know, obviously, my aim at the start was create good content and create it on a consistent basis. Um, and I think that's the key to any sort of social media platform. If you if you have good content on a consistent basis, somewhere along the line, people are going to start enjoying it and liking it and following it. And um, often that word followers is lost amongst people. They just look on it as a, oh, I've got this amount of followers or that amount of followers. But actually, for somebody to follow you, truly follow you, they've got to enjoy what you're doing and you've got to be giving them good content on a consistent basis. So that's how I view a follower. It's not just a, a statistic. It's somebody that's invested their time in you, are following you because they like what you're doing. So you have to deliver for that person. And that's how I look on it. So, um, yeah, I think that's been the secret to our success has been that, the, the great content on a consistent basis. Yeah, and I guess sort of as things have developed now, you've probably got to a point where you, where you've got a bit of a relationship with the club. Is, would that be fair to say? Yeah, we've we've <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we we have a decent relationship with the club. I wouldn't say it's like a, a super duper close relationship because I think the club are a very busy club. You know, what I mean, they've got people <laughs> to run on the pitch. They've got their own social media and stuff like that to run as well, and various different things. So, you know, um. They're aware of us. They're cool with us. Um, yeah, but I, I wouldn't say it's like a, a relationship beyond that. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I just feel that football clubs, they, they, they're big entities and they have what they, you know, there's, there's lots of different various websites and um, various supporters clubs and that all around the world. So, you know, they have to communicate with everybody. So, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't say our thing's super close, but, you know, they're aware of what we do and they don't have a problem with us. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And I guess that's almost the nature of a sort of a fan network mm. is you, you do sit outside the club and, and that's where you can kind of come into that space and, and sort of share your views. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just sort of looking at the, the impact of the lockdown, obviously you had a long period with no football at all being played. Um, how did that kind of shape the, the type of content you were putting out and and you know what were you sort of sort of putting out in that period because i guess there's maybe more desire for for sort of youtube content when fans can't get into the ground yeah no it was a, it was a, it was a difficult period because you know obviously there's no football on there's no games there's no sports you know so um it was that first we were like right let's uh 
do a lot of what everybody else was doing, which was a lot of archive stuff. So I remember on TV, they'd be showing old games and this and that. And people are all right with that for a couple of weeks. But then after that, people are, all right, yeah, I've seen all them old games. I've heard all them old videos. I've done all the archive stuff. Now what? So I just quite quickly moved away from that and just sort of started to concentrate more on trying to do videos where we were one-on-one -on -one with people. So lots of live videos, speaking to people directly, lots of fun videos as well. We did some little cookery videos and different <laughs> off-the-cuff things. But I, I just find that the main source of stuff that we did, which was basically we were doing two videos a day called AFTV News Daily, where we were bringing people up to date with what was going on around a whole, you know, um, football and COVID-19 and whether it was going to come back and et cetera, et cetera. But also giving people a chance to just come on and have a say, you know what I mean? Have their, you know, have their say on how they're getting on, but also on what they'd like to see happen with football, whether they want it to come back. Is it too early? You know, so it was, I, I'd say it was more discussion point things. And, and that worked kind of well because I think people were stuck at home and were like, they want to talk or they want to communicate with other people. So that is what I sort of concentrated on. It's funny enough that I kind of looked at my kids and looked at what they were doing. I've got I've got um daughter who's 20, um, another daughter who's uh, 12, a son 11. And I just saw that they were just, obviously they can't go to school, they can't see their friends. And I just noticed that they was just always on a house party or they're always on their playstation but playing with each other and i was like mm -hmm. yeah this is the key to it now you've got to you've got to be communicating just trying to talk to people as much as possible because everyone's at a distance and that kind of worked out quite well for us we managed to get some you know good numbers out of that got some good content until football eventually came back yeah yeah and it went quite well when it did for arsenal really didn't it yeah, and then Arsenal, <laughs> you know, not at first it didn't. We came back and it was horrible. You know, I mean, the first couple of games, yeah, true. You know, Man City defeat really, you know, really sort of. <laughs> it wasn't that we weren't ex weren't expecting a defeat, but it was the manner. It was a very poor performance by Arsenal players getting sent off, really mm -hmm. poor defending. Then we followed it up with a shock defeat against Brighton, and we were all thinking, "Oh my god!" But then after that, fair play, Arsenal really stepped it up. And, you know, I had a great run in the FA Cup. had some, you know, notable wins in the league as well, going away and beating Wolves away, um, beating Liverpool. You know, um, we had the game against Tottenham. We lost, but I didn't think we played badly. As I thought, again, it was a bit of shoddy defending in a game that we was controlling. And we finished off the season by winning the FA Cup and then going on to win to the Community Shield as well. So lots of, uh, even though it was a poor season in the league, let's not get away from that, but, to finish the season with a trophy after the season that we'd had, COVID-19, our manager being the first one to get it, really high-profile person mm -hmm. in football. So having all of that horrible stuff with COVID and the up-and-down season, we had three managers in one season. You know, to finish off with a trophy was brilliant. Um, and, you know, and then we just saw our team starting to play well, starting to... Mm -hmm put up a fight the way they won that FA Cup, you know what I mean? Beating Man City in the semi-final, Chelsea in the final against all odds, quarter-final Sheffield United away, you know, a lot of fight shown, Liverpool in the Community Shield and in the league. So lots of reasons to be optimistic, with, especially with the manager we got going forward.
yeah a lot of positives a lot of positives to take definitely so just sort of going back to the sort of the youtube angle and that side of things um for a certain generation youtubers are kind of the the celebrities um of the kind of the age (laughs) so it's kind of a bit of a strange question but you've you've you yourself have become a bit of a meme um, yeah, yeah. and and like I said sort of dealing with with almost that fame um are there are there challenges to that yeah of course there is um you know you've got to you know you know the fame's come and it's like I, sometimes I, I, I can't believe it I mean I'll go places I mean everywhere I'll go people recognize me but it's not just that it's like sometimes I'll just be talking and somebody will turn around and go, oh, I know that voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So with that comes a lot of responsibility. Of course, you know, you, you've got to um, try and, when you're out in public, be on your best behaviour, right? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Um, but it's nice, though. You know, it's nice that um, people appreciate what you do. So I, I kind of I take it in my stride, you know what I mean? Um, you get a lot of people wanting to take pictures and meet you and talk to you about football and stuff like that. And sometimes you, you might be in a hurry to get somewhere. But I, I'm kinda, I kind of take every picture. That's me. I, 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 I don't like to I'm, – I'm not a diva. I'm not going to start carrying on like I'm some superstar, you know. Um, I'm very grateful for um, the attention. It's just really nice, you know. Um, and the meme stuff has been, <laughs> that's been incredible, you know what I mean? I, I, I remember when that first started blowing up, I couldn't believe it, you know what I mean? So that's been really funny. And I, I love when, you know, football's all about that, isn't it? It's all about following your team, but also bantering your mates about, you know, when you play the other team and then bantering you back. And then, that's part of it. And I think when that sort of stuff comes out, like with the meme stuff, and with it's brilliant. It's for me, that's the essence of football. Is what it's all, especially in this country. That's what it's all about, and that's the the best part of football. Sometimes not highlighted enough, the banter between fans and that that sort of camaraderie and stuff like that. Obviously, there's a darker side as well sometimes, but that side of it is the majority of it, and it's great. And um, yeah, it's been fine. I, I, I you know. But it is, yeah, you know, I can't go nowhere now without being recognised. You know what I mean, it's pretty being a restaurant or something like that and people are coming over, it's mad. But it's all good. Yeah, it probably sort of transcends football a bit as well. You've probably got people that yeah. don't even know anything about football but know, know the memes and stuff. So many people that don't know football come over to me and, you know, they, they've seen the memes or they've just seen me in general. Or a lot of times I, I had this uh, woman the other day and she was going, my husband, she goes, he pays more attention to you and your videos than me. <laughs> I don't, she goes, I don't even like football, but she goes, I see you all the time. You're always on the TV, you're always on his laptop, on his phone. She goes, I see, she goes, I've got to take a picture of you just to make him jealous because she, you know, he, so I get a lot of that as well, you know, so it's it's good, it's good. That's brilliant, that's brilliant. Well, um, you sort of touched there briefly just on on sort of like the darker side of things um, potentially and obviously, you know, sort of being in that prominent position and I just wonder have you yourself um experienced any racism sort of in in that online space or even in in person um and and a sort of a second kind of follow-up question to that is maybe if you if you have any thoughts on what sort of football as a whole and what social media should be doing um to to improve that situation yeah I've I've experienced a lot of it unfortunately Mm -hmm. you know it does happen you know I mean you've got people out there that online 
you know, nobody can see you. You know, there's particular platforms like Twitter, I find, is one where, you know, people just make comments. And that's the nature of the platform. And it's a great platform, but people find it very easy on there to attack people. It doesn't bother me, really, because my skin, I've got a thick skin. What does bother me is the racist stuff. I hate it when I see that because I'm just like, come on, man, in this day and age, people are still coming out with this sort of stuff. But I get quite a lot of it, I'll be honest with you. Um, it could be like you have a game and you've beaten a rival and you put out a really funny tweet just, you know, because we we never go, we never put horrible tweets out. We'll, we will take the mick. Yeah. And then somebody comes back with the N-word or something like that, or, you know, you monkey or something, and you're like, oh, come on, man, what's up with this guy? You know what I mean? So I've had that quite a lot, unfortunately. And, you know, I see far too much racism in football. And, you know, we've got to do our level best to try and get it stamped out. We had a case even on AFTV of um, we were doing a live show, and uh, one of the people that was on the, on the show used the uh, he's not a racist but he used the word that you should not be using in this day mm -hmm. and age mm -hmm. no and we had to take action on that and it's just this there's, there's two things i think now that need to happen in football number one there's certain things that you need absolute zero tolerance for so when somebody's racist homophobic anti-semitic we, we need some zero tolerance for some of those things, particularly when people repeat offenders or when they know, you know what I mean? They're doing it to be mm -hmm. very hurtful. Mm -hmm. There's other things that get said that need edu education. There's certain things that are not acceptable. Yeah, you could have said that 10 years ago. So that was a bit like the internet happened with us. You could have said that 10 years ago and it was said on TV and stuff like that. And it was funny, but it's not funny no more. And now that we know the true meaning of that sort of stuff, now that we know that it's very offensive, the minute you know that something causes somebody a lot of offence, you should stop mm -hmm. using that that word. And there's a lot of things I just would like to see stamped out in football. As an Arsenal fan, I, I hate hearing the Y word at the end of some of our chants. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. come on, man. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, when, when you speak to certain fans about it and say, yeah, bro, shouldn't be using that and they're like well Tottenham use it they I go no it's different when they use mm -hmm. it I, I, and I'm like I don't even like them using it mm -hmm. but I understand more why they use it because back in the day when I first used to go to football they used to get hit with that as an insult mm -hmm. they kind of turned it around and use it as a badge yeah I guess it'll take yeah. ownership of it they took ownership yeah. of it I still I don't think they should anymore I understand why they did it, but I don't think they should anymore. But other fans using it, no, you know, and any of the, you know, any, you know, things that we've seen, like Aubameyang getting a banana thrown at him and stuff. When I see stuff like that, as a, as a person who's been going to football for a very, very long time, I remember how bad it was back in the day. When I see stuff like that, it really does hurt me because I'm just like, I thought we'd move beyond that. So for things like that, that needs to be zero tolerance. Off you go, out. We don't need mm -hmm. football. But there are some other things. Education is needed. Let's talk to people. Let's explain to them why you should no longer be using that. It's not funny no more. It's actually 
hurtful to certain people, you know. Um, yeah. I think it's in, it's an interesting point because you sort of have almost seen recently um, football supporters almost taking taking it into their own hands. Uh, like I think of the example, or, or football players themselves, the the Wilfred Zaha example, where there was a young 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 um, Crystal yeah. Palace fan, um, you know, posted something offensive, and actually the player called them out on it. And uh, I think that's yeah, you know, it's it's awful that that has to that has to still be happening, yeah. but you know, that's 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 a great way of tackling it. You know, actually, make that individual feel yeah. small. I've actually done that a couple of times. I remember I did a post one time, and a guy like when he was and he was an Arsenal fan, and he started calling me this and the N word and this and that and go away, right? And I just literally retweeted what he said and said, "Look what this guy's saying in this day and age." And I didn't have to do nothing else. Mm-hmm. Everybody just got at him, and then. They were saying they're going to report him, and so I think he got banned off of um, he got banned off of Twitter in the end. But you know, it's just uh, you just think why, yeah. you know, you know. But I, I know the reason why because you've still got, unfortunately, there's still a lot of racism in society, and on certain platforms, people feel they can get away with it by doing it, and that's one of the downsides of social media. I, I think there's way more upsides. I mean, I wouldn't exist if it were <laughs> social media. So for me, that's a big upside. So the the majority of social media is great, right? But there is just a little, it gives a little window to some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Off of them, if you saw them on the street, they would never say that to no, you. Exactly. But, you know, it gives that little window for them to just jump on their keyboard and say stuff. And then you'll have some of them, they do it. And then afterwards, they're full of regret for doing it. So, you know... But you can't take it back once you put it out there, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the downside, um, and it does still exist. And I, I just, with what we've seen with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and we've seen footballers sort of, I, I, what, what I look on that and I say respect to the players because they kind of took that into their own hands and said, mm-hmm. we're going to have this symbol. And we know it's only a symbol. We need more than that, but at least it's a start. And they said, we're going to have this symbol where we, we're going to go down, all of us, black, white, Asian, we're all going to go down on one knee and just show our support. And I think that's been a fantastic thing. But then on the other hand, you see a guy who feels then so hurt by that that he flies a plane over saying, white lives matter. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So when you see things like that, it's just a reminder of what we're still up against. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know... But I, I hope that, you know, I hope that we don't get weary with this stuff and that we continue to fight because I know something, I just feel, I've, I've had that little feeling recently that some people have been starting to get a bit weary, like this sort of, it's almost like this, this attitude of sort of like, okay, all right, we've done that now, let's move on. No, yeah. this is an ongoing thing. We move on when it's minuscule in football. It's so insignificant that then that's when we move on but at the moment we don't move on until it's gone yeah hopefully we get we get there soon and yeah, get, yeah. get back to just talking about football at the end of the day yeah, and that's, exactly. <laughs> all we want to talk about me when i'm talking to a fan all i want to talk about is football right you can slate also if you want i'll slate your team we'll have a laugh well yeah i mean but it doesn't have to turn to number one violence and it number two it doesn't have to turn to racism or anti-Semitism or, you know, anything like that. It doesn't have to be that. You can do it, as you've seen with the memes and the stuff like, 
you get creative with it, you can think, but it doesn't have to end up in violence, doesn't have to end up in racism. Let's be adults, let's enjoy it. It's it's great when we have the banter. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, well, I will I will just end on something football related then. Uh, back mm. to the back to the game. Um, so, just quick predictions for the season. What, where, how do you reckon the Gunners are going to do? Also, um, do you know what? It it's all dependent upon just what transfers we do. I'm very optimistic with this manager, but I do feel though that I still feel, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, that we're short. You know, you look at City. They're going to get straight. Well, they've already started strengthening. They've made some signings in Nathan Ackley and people like that. He's even talking them getting messy. If they get, yeah. if they get messy, well, the season's over for everybody. Right? <laughs> yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool are going to be up there again. Um, Chelsea have gone mad. Mm-hmm. Then Man United are, you know, are strengthening as well. So I, 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 I'm looking at realistically. I'm thinking. I, I think fifth. Place possibly, possibly if we can make ourselves hard to beat fourth, we could make an attack on the fourth place. But I think we won't finish like eighth like last season. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm thinking more like a fifth place. I think, and then after that, we kick on to then start. It's going to take us about, I think, two to three seasons to be back into that area where we're really challenging to win the league again. But what I like about this manager, he's getting the best out of every player. He knows what he's doing. And he's shown that he can beat the big teams, which we haven't done for a very long time. So the, the test is going to be whether we can replicate that in the season. And um, But I like what I'm seeing from him. But we've got to give him time. We've got to be patient with him. And um, let's hope he can turn it around. Because this Arsenal's a great club. It's a huge club. And, you know, if he can get this club back to where it belongs, it's going to be, you know, it'd be mega, you know. I like that. You're keeping your powder dry there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be, you know what, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic now. I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing a club that's rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we have to, you know, there's no point in running and say, yeah, talk, we're going to challenge for the league. We're, we're off that. We're not there yet. We, you know, you see those... Liverpool, Man City, well-oiled machines. You know, what I mean, you see where they play week in, week out. Well, you know, they go to they go to a game away from home. They're expecting to turn over whoever it is. We're not at that stage yet. We used to be back in the day. That's where we were as well. We'd go away to whoever. Even went to even even in those days, our deadliest rivals, Man United. We went away thinking we're going to win. We're not doing that at the moment because. Realistically, we know that we're not we're not in that position yet, but that's where we want to get to, and it's going to be a process. And I think every fan just has to be realistic with that. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting season. Very, Very. different. <laughs> Very different. Very interesting. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. Well, thanks so much for your time, Robbie. No worries. Thanks for having me. That that was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another one of our Stoppage Time podcasts. To keep up to date with everything going on at Surrey FA, why not follow us on social media? You'll find us at Surrey FA on Twitter and Facebook, at Surrey County FA on Instagram, and Surrey FA TV on YouTube. Take care, and we'll be back soon with another Surrey FA Stoppage Time podcast.